powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the podcast Better Than Before on the C-Suite Radio Network. I'm your host, Coach Tony Richards. Welcome you back once again. And coming up today on the show, my quote that I'm pondering this week, three of my big ideas to share with you and our leadership book of the month. I'll give you some thoughts on Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. It's all coming up today on the program, Better Than Before. Hope your uh, year has started off really well and that you're off and running. Mine has, and it's just been painfully cold here in the Midwest. We've continued to have temperatures near zero. I mean, this past weekend, it was zero to a couple below zero to a couple above zero. We're supposed to warm up some this week, so... That will be nice if we get up in the, they say we'll get up in the 30s maybe, which will seem like a heat wave after having zero here for a couple of weeks. All right, here's the quote I'm currently meditating and pondering for this week. It's by Lao Tzu. New beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. New beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. And... The older you become and more experienced you become in life in general, that you have more that you can reflect on. That really is true. A lot of times when things come to an end, they're extremely rough. They're extremely emotional. They're extremely painful. But something new comes along. And a new phase or a new beginning or a new start is just around the corner. That's one great thing about, you know, every single day is every night at midnight is the reset button. I'm on a new health plan this year. My theme for 2024 is 2024 is the year of health for me. And I'm on a new program. I've got a new health coach and accountability coach and a doctor. And so I'm on a medically supervised program by a licensed physician and got a dietitian and a strength person to try to help me regain some of the strength that I lost when I was off my feet for so long with my infection in my leg. Pretty soon that'll be 12 months. I mean, about this time last year, 12 months ago, I was really, really ill not just because of the infection, which was making me ill, but because of the antibiotics I was taking to kill the infection. I was queasy and, boy, just had a hard time holding it together or holding anything down, I guess you'd say. I was supposed to be off my feet 
to keep pressure off my legs and all to let that surgery heal the way it's supposed to and being off your feet for quite a while, you can gain some pounds, not necessarily. I mean, you wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have thought as much as I was pitching my cookies back there on those antibiotics, I wouldn't have thought that I'd have gained some weight, but I actually put some more pounds on just because I was so inactive waiting for the antibiotics to kill the infection and then get back on my feet and start moving around again. So I decided to go out and get a doctor to help me because I, I was having trouble bouncing back from all that. And so I like my doctor at Boone Hospital, Dr. Smith. She is fantastic, and I enjoy going in. So far, we've had two meetings. We had an initial evaluation where, you know, they took a bunch of metrics on me as a foundation and a starting place. We had another meeting right after the holidays, the first part of January. And the good news is I did not gain one single iota from the holidays back in my meeting around the 1st of December to the meeting 1st of January. I gained nothing, which for a lot of people and the holidays is, well, at least it is for me, a big accomplishment. So now I'm in the program full-fledged, and it's a new beginning for me. And I purposefully wanted to, they were able to get me in on this program back in October. And I thought, boy, if I start in October, then I'm going to have the Thanksgiving holiday in November challenging me. I'm going to have the Christmas holiday in December challenging me. I think I'd rather start in December and really kick in first of the year because psychologically that's when most people's minds are more conducive to new beginnings and change and reset buttons and all of that. So it's been good so far. So for me, even though I got through the medical condition and got the infection under control and got it killed off, that was a painful time for me and a painful ending. And now we're off to a new beginning and better things in store for my health in 2024. So that's the quote I'm pondering this week. New beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. And yes, I'm having a painful ending with fast food and bread and all kinds of carbohydrates. I'm having painful goodbyes with some of those things, but it's a new beginning. So new beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. Lao Tzu. Here's three big ideas from me this week. We're going to get to our book of the month here in just a second. Number one, too often on executive teams, strategic plans from planning sessions and great ideas are talked about a lot and never executed. When all is said and done, more is said than done. This is because there's a lot of emotional release and a lot of emotional satisfaction from discussion, from talking. And coming up with new ideas and talking about new ideas is kind of fun. You know, dissecting the business and dissecting things and talking about exciting stuff is therapeutic. That's when the hard work starts, though, is when you actually have to begin to execute what you talked about. And because a lot of teams don't have execution systems, and you've heard me say this before on past programs, strategic planning 
is a misnomer. It's actually strategic thinking when you're on a retreat or you're at a meeting and you're discussing what went wrong the previous year and what you want to do differently in the next year and talking about new plans. That's strategic thinking and strategic discussion. Execution planning is where a lot of teams fall short, where they don't spend any time thinking through and planning how this is going to happen. So what you end up with is a lot of talking, which is therapeutic, like I said, and helpful. But you also need a lot of doing, which you have to have a system of planning and accountability, uh, which is why you want to build a culture of accountability. Big idea number two, focus comes from elimination, not addition. Recognize the excuses you're making to keep doing too much and recognize the benefit of saying no instead of yes. When you say yes to something, everything else should get a no. But what happens is it's almost like our finger is stuck on the yes button. Yes, 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 yes. And then we have competing commitments, which causes commitment, stress, overwhelm, and and all of that. And the only way to really fix that is to develop discipline and recognize the benefit of saying no to saying yes. Number three big idea for this week is having an accessible way to develop and list your strategies is the elite executive team's opportunity to clarify direction, changes in direction, and display expectations for the present and future of the organization. And that, in sum, is just a summary of saying we need an execution plan. We need an accessible way to develop and list out the strategies, and we're going to clarify the direction we're going, whether or not we've changed direction, we're continuing to go in the same direction, and also put our expectations out there for what we expect now and what we expect in the future as far as yield on these things that we want to do. So those are my three big ideas I can share with you this week. And let's get on now to our leadership book of the month, which is the latest from Adam Grant. He's written some books in the past that have been very helpful and they've been very well reviewed and they've been darlings. This one was a synopsis of really three ideas. And I just gave you three ideas of mine to share. But the book, basically, Hidden Potential by Adam Grant, focuses on three big ideas. And let's go through those here, and I'll give you, I'll give you some of my thoughts and some of the details of the book. The first big idea from the book is success is driven by soft skills more than hard skills more by character than cognition. In the book, Adam emphasizes the importance of character skills, and there are several stories. I really enjoyed some of the stories, particularly about the president of the board of Starbucks, Melody Hobson, I believe is her name, but that was just an awesome story about how she grew up, her upbringing, and how she got through it all, and how she kept going, and But there's a lot of stories about success being driven by developing character. Recently, a team of social scientists launched an experiment to test that hypothesis, and they recruited 1,500 entrepreneurs in West Africa. 
a mix of women and men in their 30s, 40s, and 50s who were running small startup businesses in manufacturing, service, and commerce. And in cognitive skills training, the founders took an accredited business course created by the International Finance Corporation, and they studied finance, accounting, HR, marketing, and pricing, and practiced using what they learned to solve challenges and seize opportunities. In their uh, soft skills training, the founders attended a class designed by psychologists to teach personal initiative, and they studied proactivity, discipline, and determination and practiced putting those qualities into action. The character skills or the soft skills training had a dramatic impact. After the founders had spent merely five days working on these things, their firm's profits grew by an average of 30% over the next two years. This was nearly triple the benefit of training in cognitive skills. Big idea number two is embrace discomfort. You know, a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, I've told you that I'm reading things in this book that I've been teaching for years and years that I knew from my own experience and through coaching other people for the last 20 years. I knew it was true, and I've written about it extensively myself, but have not really seen others write about it. Well, this is the second big idea that Adam Grant has here in the book. He says, embrace discomfort and start before you feel ready. The emphasis here is on the importance of character skills as well. For business leaders, it translates into the courage to embark on new projects, innovations, or strategies, even before feeling fully prepared. Encouraging a culture where taking initiative and stepping out of comfort zones is valued can foster a dynamic and progressive work environment. This approach also includes being open to learning new methods or adopting unfamiliar strategies that might be more effective for current challenges. In a clever experiment, psychologists Caitlin Woolley and Aylette Fishback studied hundreds of people taking improv comedy classes and randomly assigned them to focus on different goals. The ones who persisted the longest and took the most creative risks weren't the ones who were encouraged to focus on learning. They were the ones who had been advised to intentionally pursue discomfort. Your goal is to feel awkward and uncomfortable. It's a sign the exercise is working, the instructions told them. Once people saw discomfort as a mark of growth, they were motivated to stretch beyond their comfort zone. And big idea number three, and, you know, I've said many, many times, everything you want in life is on the other side of your pain line. So that line in the sand that it seems difficult for you to cross because of physical pain, emotional pain, psychological pain, on the other side of that line is where your goals lie. That line moves back, you know. The stronger you get, the more you develop muscles in those areas, the more you can push that resistance line of pain back farther and farther. And on the other side are bigger and bigger rewards. Big idea number three, foster a humble learning environment. In the book, Dr. Grant focuses on humility as a strength. Where have we heard that before? I.e. Good to Great by Jim Collins. Especially when 
recognizing your limitations and being open to learning from others. In a business context, this translates to creating an environment where feedback is not just accepted, but actively sought. Leaders should encourage their teams to admit mistakes, be open to new ideas, and focus on collective growth. By doing so, they can create a more collaborative and innovative workplace. Here are two of the best quotes from the book. I'll read directly. Character is often confused with personality, but they're not the same. Personality is your predisposition, your basic instincts for how to think, feel, and act. Character is your capacity to prioritize your values over your instincts. And so this highlights how character is often misunderstood. Dr. Grant goes on to further highlight the importance of grit and perseverance. It's easy to prioritize your values where the stakes are low. True character is demonstrated when you prioritize your value in the toughest moments. Here's the second quote. Comfort in learning is a paradox. You can't become truly comfortable with a skill until you've practiced it enough to master it. But practicing it before you master it is uncomfortable, so you often avoid it. Accelerating learning requires a second form of courage, being brave enough to use your knowledge as you acquire it. So in the book, he shares several stories of this in action, and particularly focuses on learning a new language. The best language learners are often the ones who overcome their fear of making mistakes in public. To learn a new language, you must fail in public, and this applies to many skills. When you embrace failing in public, your learning will accelerate. And there was one particular story in there where a guy was trying to learn, I believe it was French, and the first place he went when he visited France was a French restaurant, and he tried to make his order from the menu in French to the server, and he ordered newspaper fruit. And he uses that as like, if you want to learn a new language, you have to be willing and have the desire to order a lot of newspaper fruit until you master it. The biggest takeaway I had from the book, I think, was that you can embrace growth through pain and continuous learning. And I've been teaching that for 20 years. And so it was a great reinforcement. It was a great reminder to me and with my clients, and it should be a great lesson to you guys about the importance of being out of your comfort zone, embracing continuous learning as a pathway to uncovering your true potential. When you don't feel like reading is when you need to read. When you don't feel like journaling, that's when you need to journal. When you don't feel like having that effective one-on-one -on -one with your report, when you'd rather BS your way through the meeting and talk about the football games from the weekend. There's nothing wrong with talking about football games for the weekend as long as you keep it to 10 minutes. And you use the other 35 minutes for the report to help them get better. But in the book, you know, it talks a lot about starting tasks before you feel ready and embracing discomfort as a catalyst for growth. And those are just a couple of examples. Other actionable takeaways from the book, start before you feel ready. Don't wait for the perfect moment to embark on new projects or new initiatives. Encourage yourself and your team to leap, even if it feels premature. 
This approach fosters a proactive mindset and accelerates learning and development. Also, adopt a growth mindset. And we've talked a lot here on this program, and I've talked a lot with my clients about the work of Dr. Carol Dweck, who is a mindset expert. And she talks about the two kinds of mindset. One is fixed and one is growth. Here, Dr. Grant talks about the growth mindset, view challenges and setbacks, not as failures, but as opportunities to grow and to learn. This mindset helps you and your team persist through difficulties and view every experience as a valuable lesson. Takeaway number three, set learning goals, not just performance goals. The teams that I work with and the execs that I work with, we do that. Most of those are set by me, and they work along with me on those. The performance goals are set by their leader, the CEO. The learning goals are typically set by me, and those are goals that emphasize skill development and learning rather than just performance metrics. It encourages a culture of continuous improvement and lifelong learning. And my fourth takeaway from the book, is embrace a spiral approach to progress. Understand progress is often non-linear. Sometimes you need to revisit and revise your strategies. This roundabout path to progress is a normal part of the journey toward achieving great things. The book's all about unlocking hidden potential. That's the name of the book, Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. And it's about unlocking the hidden potential and achieving greater heights for the whole person. It's not about talent or genius, but about the journey of learning, adapting, and growth. I hope you enjoyed that. It's directly from my notes of reading the book, so I could share them with you here today. I definitely think if you're if you're thinking about embarking on a higher level career and you need a slow and steady wins the race. Sometimes it's going to be incredibly difficult and I need to keep going type path in your career. This is a great outline. This book is there's no substitute for having a direct coach, but the book can help you with things. A coach would tell you that you will continually have to do and execute and perform in order to keep growth going in yourself and in your career. I hope you enjoyed our show today. That's better than before for this week. You can follow me on X at Tony Richards Four. you can join my free Facebook group, Tony Richards speaker, author, coach. My LinkedIn profile is back up again and it is Tony Richards Four and LinkedIn. So love to connect with you. Our website is clearvisiondevelopment.com. All our episodes are better than before on our seventh year here of this program. We also have uh, 20 years worth of my writing on the show or on the uh, website. And also, there's some videos of Clear Vision Television on the website that are extremely helpful as well. Special thanks, as always, to our super producer, Tessa Hall, who always puts this show together and makes me sound so good. Until we visit again next week, I'm your host, Coach Tony Richards, on the C-Suite Radio Network, reminding you to catch us here again next week for another episode of Better Than Before. And don't you dare forget, everything gets better when you get better. 
Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.